Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you will hear from career management experts who will provide guidance and strategies to help you advance or change your career. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman. Welcome to Career Central. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host of an hour totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. Many of you have shared your top 2021 career goals, and the most often reported goal is to find a new job. If you've ever submitted a resume to a company online and without, within seconds you got an email that informed you that you did not meet the minimum qualifications for the job and you know you did, you have two options. You can continue to sit there and scream at the computer screen, or you can listen to our guest who understands what happens in those nanoseconds between submitting the resume you worked on for hours and the email rejection. James Hsu is the founder and CEO of JobScan, a web service that uses artificial intelligence to compare cover letters, resumes, and LinkedIn profiles to job descriptions. His personal goal is to take the pain out of job searching by building the best tool for job seekers. And he is going to explain how to increase your chances of getting an email response stating that your resume is under review by a real human being. So James, thank you and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. Okay, James, can you tell us a little bit about your career path, how you got to, to where you are now? Oh, it's been a struggle. <laughs> so let me start from the beginning. So back in the start from high school. So in high school, I was actually not the best student. And uh, I actually could not get into the university I wanted to get in, which is University of Washington in Seattle, because my SAT score wasn't good enough. So that's, that's, I think that's when everything started. I think that's when the spark happened. And, and since then, I've been working pretty hard uh, ever since. But so, but, you know, I figured if my grades weren't good enough, I'm going to be really good at finding jobs all ever since college. And so I took on various internships. I started at Penda Express <laughs> and when I was 16 and JCPenney's. And then I figured I did not want a retail job anymore. I needed to be able to sit <laughs> at a job. And so I volunteered at a couple of nonprofits for free and I did not even get paid I said, hey, I'll come help you build a website for free just so I get the experience. And so I did that for a couple of places and I became an internet a bank and then internet Boeing and then Microsoft. And then eventually landed a full-time job at Microsoft after graduation. So there's already been several rejections uh, in college because I applied to Microsoft four or five times before I got an actual interview in college. So I've always been working on my resume a lot in in college. I was always helping friends with their resumes. So that's always been a thing for me and I'm very passionate about it. Um, and then I started my first company in in China, actually, when, my, when um, the financial crisis hit in 2008. I was actually laid off from Microsoft. And, you know, it was quite disappointing because it was my, my dream job of college. I even bought a house when I was 23 years old, you know, remembering back in the, the financial crisis, anybody could have bought a house. So I was one of them <laughs> putting $5,000 down. I was able to buy a house and, and then I got laid off. So I said, Oh my, you know, like this is one of the worst things that could have happened. And luckily I had a, a renter downstairs that was paying for my, my mortgage. But anyhow, I, 
uh, I went to China to start this first company. Uh, it's a carpooling app, very similar to Uber Pool. And, um, and at the same time, also worked for Groupon China for about six months. So, you know, I, I tried my first stint at, at entrepreneurship at building a startup, but it was quite challenging because number one, I'm not from China. And number two, the market is completely different there. And number three, of course, my first time. So that we tried for two years, didn't work out. It actually just, um, you know, it was an amazing experience, but it did not work out. So I was unemployed again for about eight months. And I was debating on what to do next. And that's when I found the problem of, of applicant tracking systems, right? The, the resume filters that filter resumes. And so I started to figure out how to optimize my, my resume for keywords. And I realized I could build an application or a simple tool uh, that matches my resume against job descriptions, or at least compare, because I wanted to know what keywords I'm missing. So I built this thing real quick, and uh, people liked it, and um, and I can tell you more about it <laughs> in the following <laughs> questions. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, tell us a little bit about that moment when it hit you, mm-hmm. like, I can figure this out. I can bring my technical skills and my life skills together. Yeah, it was actually stemming from uh, my job search insecurity because as a non-technical person in tech, you know, not having computer science background, not being able to code that well, it's always been a major obstacle, you know, of finding a job as a product manager, right? In say Google or Facebook, they always want someone with a technical, a technical degree, which I don't have. I'm, I've graduated from a, a business degree uh, finance and information systems. So I wanted to prove that I could code. So I wanted to build something as a portfolio, as something I, I can show to recruiters that here's my project, check it out. And, and I've built a couple things for jobs before, like for eBay, I actually built something else, like a recommendation tool. Um, and I, I thought to myself, if I want to spend my time building something, it might as well be useful and perhaps turn to a company one day, and and it did. So uh, very fortunate that happened. But at the same time, I did get a lot of rejections. Any major tech companies you've heard of, you, you name it, I've got rejected before. Okay, so you were an expert in in being rejected and understanding that technology oh, yeah. you could could move <laughs> it through. So tell us a little bit about this start of JobScan. I'm all, I'm always fascinated with you know got a few people together, did it on your own. How did you get from that idea to the the first product? Yeah, so like I was mentioning earlier, I'm not a professional engineer. So I just had this idea. I thought, you know, I had this kind of a picture in my mind with, you know, two text boxes. I have a a resume on the left. You know, I can paste my resume on the left and then paste in my job description on the right and 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 scan and be able to see a report on what's matching, what's missing. So I thought that's a very easy thing for me to build in like a very basic website. So I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to build something that I could just do it myself um, without, without asking for help or without asking an engineer friend for help. So I basically Googled everything. Uh, I Googled job scan. <laughs> so <laughs> basically I, I learned PHP uh, on my own and, and I built it in 60, in 60 days. 
I tried to launch it as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. And when it first launched, you could not even register. There's no registration available. <laughs> it was just like a simple <laughs> free thing with two pages. And, you know, the point was to make it useful and get feedback. So, yeah, I mean, I was by myself for the entire year uh, doing everything from coding to testing to marketing to a little bit of sales. Um, did not start having a team until yeah a year later. Fantastic. So tell us how you evolved. I mean, I, I, I will admit I was a user very early on that free, the two, the, the two screens and all of that brings back great memories. Um, but you've evolved a lot since then. Share, share where the company's gone or come since that point. Yeah. So, you know, in the beginning we were focused on resumes, right. And over time, and there were very few, you know, basic checks like, okay, skills, education match, um, and having a match rate and, you know, a few very basic match matches, but now we have a lot more, uh, checks for your resume. So we can check for your resume format now, which is, you know, something that's very highly searched for, um, in, in the resume space. So we can check your formatting to see if it's compatible to ATS. We can, you know, for example, tables, fonts, columns, um, page size, margin, font size, and, and those things. And we've also, we've also started implementing more machine learning uh, features. For example, predicted predicted skills, where we can we can analyze the job description you're scanning against and see what skills that job might also need that's not included. So compare against similar job descriptions that we've seen, here's also a skill that you should also include that's not present on the job job description that the recruiter didn't even forgot to put in or the hiring manager forgot to put in. So that's a pretty neat feature. Um, and of course, the most important one is the ATS tip um, where we can tell you what modification you need to make on your resume based on what ATS that company you're applying to is using. Because every company uses different ATS, and knowing what ATS that company is using, we can give you specific tips. I want to follow up a little bit on what you said because um, a lot of times when I work with clients, they think there's one standard applicant tracking system, and and they're very different. Can you, you shed a little light on that, and and then how you find out what system companies are using? Yeah, so there's about five to ten major applicant tracking systems out there. And of course, the major one you've heard of is Taleo, uh, which has been around for many years. Um, there's also other ones like iSims, Dropbite, Lever, Greenhouse, Bullhorn, you know, um, and IBM has one as well. So, you know, the way we, we find out what ATS companies are using is we do have a curated list of companies in our database that, that, map, that maps to what, co- what ATS they're using. So we've done that research ourselves and the proprietary uh, information for us. And so it's our kind of a very useful useful um, set of data that we, we, we offer uh, to our users. Yeah. Now, I am a total fan of JobScan, so I want to be really honest. But the fact that someone can use your product and be assured that it's going to pass through that company's applicant tracking system rather than trying to guess because different systems have... A, 
you know, different methods for, you know, how they interpret information, the more intelligent ones you can get a lot by, or they interpret, but the, the less sophisticated ones will bounce things out. I think even things like if you have a table or a heading and stuff like that, is that still true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one, one, um, one angle or one uh, misconception that we need to address first. Okay. So, which is applicant tracking systems don't necessarily automatically reject applications because if you're formatting or not having keywords. Um, Sometimes they do, only a minority of the cases they do when you have to answer questions on the application. So those are called knockout questions. So for example, on the application, if they ask you, have you committed a, a felony before? And if you, have, if, you, if you answered yes, then you might get a rejection email in a couple of days. So that's the on, their only way of automatically rejecting candidates. But the, the primarily point here to make is that, you know, recruiters conduct keyword searches very much like how you search for websites on Google, right? And Google is also based on keywords, so the point here is to make make your resume more optimized so that when recruiters conduct a search or a keyword search, you show up first, right? It's not yeah. to get past the ATS per se. It's to be able to optimize, get found okay. by recruiters. And so, yeah. So does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And and that's much better to say opti- optimize. But when we talked about um, candidates who instantly get that response back because the applicant tracking system has not seen them as an optimal ca- candidate, um, I think that's the, the language I was using. But you're right, opti- optimizing it. Um, so since, you know, the early start of JobScan, I know that you've also added cover letters and LinkedIn um, op- profile options. You want to share a little bit about how that is is working? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's interesting because because uh, cover letter is actually something that uh, we our our perspective it's a little bit outdated. You know, out cover letters um, it's something that's transformed more than more as an email now. You know, but but we still see a lot of demand from users that want cover letter services. So they said, okay, we'll make a you know a simple cover letter tool. We also give you feedback analysis on your cover letter. So that's a premium feature of ours. And the second one, yeah, LinkedIn profile. I mean, LinkedIn is, of course, everybody's on, on there these days and every recruiter's on there these days. So it's very important to have your LinkedIn profile optimized. And same thing, you know, you need to be, you need to have the right content in order to be found by recruiters on there. So we launched LinkedIn optimization several years ago. Uh, it is still the one of the best LinkedIn optimization tools out there. If you Google LinkedIn optimization, we're the first one. And um, yeah, you know, we make sure your LinkedIn profile matches to the several jobs that you're applying to. The major difference is we're matching your resume against se- several jobs. So you can actually put in, for example, your dream job. If you want to work for Google, Facebook, Microsoft, uh, you know, uh, Snap. You can put in job, job descriptions from all of them, and we'll give you a summary of how well your LinkedIn profile matches to all of the jobs at the same time. Fantastic. And as someone who used to do that manually before JobScan, um, I, I really appreciate the ease at which the, that tool works. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. um, 
the about section is so important when people are looking looking for you and you've really done yourself a disservice if it's not keyword um, rich and match to the the jobs you're looking for. We're going to take a very, very short break, and then we're going to come back and continue our conversation with James. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career. From how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back to Career Central and our conversation with James Hugh, the CEO of JobScan. And we were talking about the, the product up, up to now, um, great tool for optimizing your resume, cover letters, LinkedIn. And now I'm going to put him on the spot and say, where, where do you want to go with JobScan? What, what's next? Well, we want to acquire LinkedIn one day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> my my can't can't answer to that question. No, uh, no, we've, we've got big goals. Uh, you know, we're not here to to make a profit or or just to sell. You know, we're not one of those companies. We're really here to to build something useful and reduce pain for job seekers because I've been through too much of it, and the the process is not fun. The process is a little bit outdated. And there's still a lot of manual, manual things you have to do as a job seeker. And you're you're telling your resume by hand. You're looking at all the re- job descriptions, trying to figure out which is a good match to you. And you think everything's going to match to you, but when you know, but but that's not always the case. And you start applying, and you get you don't hear back. There's so many problems with the job search process, right? And I think we we have a lot of room. We can we can we can automate, uh, automate in the job search process. So we want to make it as easy as, as you know, the, the, the ultimate vision for job scan is 
is you tell us you're looking for a job. Uh, you send us the resume through the website, and we will match you the right jobs. We'll tailor the resume for you automatically. We'll apply for you automatically by with your approval. And all you got to do is sit back and watch Netflix and wait for phone calls. I love it. The ideal, the dream of every job seeker. But until that happens, and I'm confident that you're going to get us there. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, how important those keywords are um, in the resume, in the LinkedIn profile. I know that JobScan has a way of, um, you, you get a score, a matching mm-hmm. score. But talk, uh, share with our listeners about the importance and maybe how, as they start to, to create that first resume, to um, tap into the words and the keywords that they need. Yeah, so, you know, the most important thing uh, with applying to a job is uh, a job online is to understand what's most important from that job, basically, right? And therefore, you look for the keywords and what skills are most important, um, how many years of experience is most important. So you usually have a required section, and that's an easy spot to start. But, you know, looking look at that by hand is, is, or manually, it's kind of a pain. Therefore, we have built this database, this taxonomy of thousands of skills that we've cleaned up over years and, and, and we're able to automatically parse skills from those job descriptions and compare, or compare them against your resume. So we can easily tell you what's matching, what's missing within a matter of seconds. Less than a second, actually. <laughs> so you'll see the report uh, with the red X's. It's pretty easy to spot those. And then as a user, you know that you look through those red X's and you try to solve those problems and then you can run it through again and and keep trying. But as an experienced job seeker, somebody that's just starting that first resume, because you're doing it using AI, you know, you can look at a a job description, get all those, build, build your database. But keys for job seekers so that they get a good score the first time on JobScan. You talked about checking out the responsibilities, but anything else they should look at as they start to put information in the resume? Um, well, that's what the report is. You know, we make it easy mm-hmm. for for you to not have to look at the job description and figure out what's most important because we, we break it down for you and we prioritize the importance in our mm-hmm. reports page when you do a scan. Right now, the scan report is pretty long. You know, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of red X's you might see. Yeah. It could be overwhelming. But what I suggest to focus on is to focus on the hard skills, right? Okay. The hard skills, the ones that are ranked on top, especially, mm-hmm. are going to give you the most bang for your match rate. Because those are the ones that have repeated it the most times in the job description, Right. If they if a certain skill is repeated many times, it's likely it's going to be important because the higher manager had mentioned it many times. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's pretty obvious. Uh, so I would suggest that. And you don't necessarily have to add in this adding every single skill that's missing in the report because some job descriptions are pretty long. And I know some users are very ADD about not seeing any more red X's, but you got to balance your time, right? So I always say focus on the, t- the ones on the top. And if it's too much, takes too much time, you can ignore the ones at the bottom. Okay. Um, I have actually attended webinars put on by JobScan that talk about sort of the ideal score um, 
score range. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I think people will go, oh, I've got to get 100%. And I know on the webinar we listened to that, that you don't have to hit 100% before you can feel confident about submitting your resume. Do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah, because it could be very challenging to put to reach 100%, right? Like I was saying earlier, you, you'd be spending a lot of time adding every single keyword. And it's not easy to add a keyword either. You've got to figure out, figure out how to say it the right way, how to put it into the right sentence. So we suggest 80%. 80% is a pretty good uh, benchmark that we found from a research that you would likely increase your chances of getting a callback. Of course, we don't guarantee you to get a callback, but at least you increase your chances by having a more targeted resume. And I think that um, is in in line with general research is that the ideal candidate usually only has about 80% of the qualifications that a, a, an employer is looking for. So I think that 80% is probably a good, good number to um, uh, hit for. I want to yep. dive a little bit more into applicant tracking systems because many of our listeners, it's going to be the first time they've ever heard about ATS applicant tracking systems. From your perspective, um, can you share a little bit about how to interact with them, how to anticipate um, how your resume is going to be evaluated, how your cover letter is going to be evaluated? Sure. So I think the, the most important thing to start is to think from a recruiter's perspective, mm-hmm. right? Imagine a recruiter, imagine say you work for Google and you open a job. So you're hiring a, you know, a, a sales rep. You open a job, you get, a thousand resumes right in the matter of three four days like now the question is how are you going to sift through a thousand resumes are you just going to sit there and look at every single one of them or would you need some kind of help through technology or through uh, a way to search for things that are for for candidates that are a good match right so so now imagine that's just one job right now how many jobs is amazon a company like Amazon have open right now, thousands, right? You multiply that by thousands of jobs to a thousand resumes. <laughs> now it is not manageable for any company by, by hand. That's why this software, this kind of service in, you know, exists to help manage the recruiting process. So the ATS is really, it's not just on resume search, right? It, it helps recruiters manage entire recruiting process from posting a job so they can post a job and it gets sent out to different job sites automatically and they can track applications they can take interview notes in there they can assign when you get when you receive a interview invite that's actually sent from ats and they have a interview section usually to help manage interviews they can coordinate between other interviewers, uh, different managers as well. There's a sync with their calendars. Uh, they can send out onboarding documents once the offer is made, and they can track offer documents in there as well, and reporting. So there's different modules within the ATS. And that's why when we talk about the resume search module, it's not very specialized because you know, these companies are worried about making sure the entire product works well, the entire workflow works well. They're not specialized in making sure keyword searches are done right. So they have done a lot of, so the way keyword search works in ATS is very much 
it's exact match. So ideally, you put in the exact keyword in there. Otherwise, you're not going to show up. And I think that's what I was getting at a little earlier when we were talking about before they, as, as people start to prepare their resumes and they look at that job description, is that exact words is to go through and do um, those exact words. So, right. Um, any other um, advice about understanding an applicant tracking system? Anything else that you think our listeners could benefit from understanding how that system works? Yeah. So the other important point is the parsing side. So a lot of, um, you know, several ATS, actually majority of them, when you upload a resume, the ATS will parse a resume and they will place information into different fields within the ATS for recruiters to search. So, for example, if a recruiter wants to search for job title that says podcast recorder or podcast host, and you don't have the podcast host being parsed from your resume, then you're, you might not be found uh, sometimes. So it depends on the different ATS. Some ATS is parsed directly from the resume itself. doesn't matter what field it's in or it's from. So we suggest to have an ATS compatible resume that has certain things in, in the right order. So for example, job title first, where your list experiences, you have job title and then company name and then the dates. Certain that's the, the safest order when you list job script uh, job experiences from what we found. And um yeah, so there's just these nuances that we recommend. And so a lot of people like you know fancy and, and beautiful looking resumes, especially graphic designers, they want to make resumes very visually appealing, which is great. You know, I love that too when it's given to a human being, right? When it's given to a real recruiter or, or, or a hiring manager. But if you submit it online, there might be quirks. There might it's gonna be some small issues with that too, because a lot of these resumes, these ATS, they can't parse. They can't really break out the structure of the Word doc or the PDF to know what part of the document is actually, you know, if you have two major tables within the resume or a couple of tables or columns that would kind of trip up the ATS. Therefore, you know, we recommend, you know, you can scan your resume against in job scan will tell you what to change with that too. Great. Cause I know a lot of folks right now who want to put their resume in Canva and, and other graphic um, other, use other graphic programs. And that is not going to be ATS friendly. Is it? Mm, depends on how they structure the documents. It gets a little okay. technical. It depends on how they structure the word documents. It depends on how they structure the PDF file. Uh, ideally there's not that many columns no tables and that that's the safest way okay is it sort of safe to say if we stay with a word document that might be the safest way to go or is it yes okay because i think for our listeners just yeah the docx rather than i mean i love the creativity and i always think you can take it in with you for the in-person interview but again i have this thing with applicant tracking systems being sort of a barrier that we are an entity we need to deal with so we can get through to, to humans. Um, any other thoughts on applicant tracking systems that you, you'd like to share? Well, I mean, the, you know, don't see them as the evil 
uh, software that that's out there. You know, that's really there to help recruiters manage all the resumes they receive. And, you know, that is re- it's created for a reason because so many recruiters, they get tons of resumes are not relevant. You know, well, we, we do too. You know, we have a role open for a data analyst. 95% are not a good match, mm-hmm. right? And it is a real pain for recruiters as well. So, you know, it's like, it's a both, it's a, the problem can exist on both sides. So do help the recruiters uh, to, to only apply to jobs that you think is a good match and it will make it a, their job a lot easier as well. Okay. And I do also want to mention a lot of recruiters, they do look at every single resume by by their eyes. <laughs> okay. So they do, especially smaller companies, they will look through a lot of resumes. And I've heard Amazon recruiters that actually look through all their resumes as well. But even if that's the case, your resume still needs to be tailored, right, for the right keywords. Human eyes look for keywords too, right? What do you think, how, do they, how are they going to spot relevant resumes within 10 seconds. They're scanning for keywords. They're looking for their job title, looking for the companies you work for, looking for the skills and keywords that you you have. So it's the same logic between, you know, a machine and a human. Uh, just going to go on a, on a sidetrack. Any idea about how many companies actually use applicant tracking systems? Is it? Yeah, 95, 98% of major Fortune 500 companies use an ATS. And even smaller companies like us, we own 20, 26 employees, we also use an ATS. Okay. It's, it's just an easy way to manage. So our listeners should assume that their resume is going to experience the ATS experience um, in, yes. the, in the process. That even though it's a, a small, small company, your, applica- your um, resume may be going through an applicant tracking system before it gets into that system where somebody can actually look at it. So we're going to take um, another short break and then we're going to come back and continue our conversation with James Hugh. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career. From how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, 
please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back to Career Central and our conversation with James Hugh, who is the CEO of JobScan. Um, and I've been very open to say it's one of my favorite companies. It's a tool I use constantly with the folks that I'm coaching to find jobs. It's just, it saves hundreds of hours of scanning job descriptions and trying to find keywords. So um, I just want to let you know what my bias is, was we continue on. And I'm just wondering, um, James, do you ever um, get any feedback on people who use JobScan and what their success rate is in terms of being asked for interviews? Yeah, we get a lot of qualitative feedback. And, you know, when every time somebody, let's say, cancels our, cancels our service, it's kind of a good thing sometimes because they found a job. And, yeah. and uh, you know, they tell us how and when. And, you know, recently I've gotten interviews. Yeah, a kind of feedback. It's pretty. That's kind of stood out. One 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 user said, I've, "I'm overwhelmed with phone calls that I have to cancel the service." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, "All right, well, <laughs> good for you. And the best of luck, right?" And um, but as far as you know, stats go, you know, average time to find a job can be anywhere between you know forty five days to as long as it, it can be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we found the users that have done the scan and, you know, I've done, I've optimized their resumes, you know, in like the white collar type professions, they were able to cut down uh, the job search time by about 32%. Wow. So some are able to get phone calls within, you know, within 30 days from applying. So, you know, we've seen, some successes for sure from a lot of users and there's, there's a reason why they keep coming back and and word keeps spreading so yeah job scan is also a favorite tool of uh, resume writers and career coaches because we can send our our clients resumes through and have um, some confidence that they will um, you know be acceptable to the applicant tracking system and I especially when there's that dream job you just don't want to miss out on your dream job because somehow you left some some keywords out and some concepts out. So again, um, I'm glad that you're getting that positive feedback. I know that um, for my clients, it's really, really been beneficial. Um, Mm -hmm. We ask each of our guests to give our listeners a five second challenge, something they can do right away after the podcast that Mm -hmm. will start them um, on a career building activity. So what would you like to challenge our listeners to do? Um. I would challenge all job seekers to think of themselves as consultants. Mm -hmm. So every company is hiring you or having this role open to solve a problem, right? So what can you, what can you solve for them is to go in with the mindset that I'm here to help. I'm here to solve your problem here to make your life easier and make revenue for you Mm -hmm. somehow or reduce cost. Right. At the end of the day, every role, there's a return, there's ROI for that role, and how can you justify your cost, yours, which is salary, uh, and what value are you adding? So, you know, when I was applying to jobs, so this is outside of ATS now, right? This is yeah. all about a mindset. 
I I would send proposals. I would do free work for them before I even apply. Before I even uh, before I get the job, you know. For example, when I was I actually applied to Uber before as the head of Taiwan, uh, and I sent them a proposal. I, I spent forty hours working on a proposal on the market research. Entire week, I talked to various companies, taxi companies. I went out and I walked straight into the transportation, the Ministry of Transportation. And I did free work for them. And mm -hmm. because of that, they saw the report. They saw the PowerPoint that I made. It's the best PowerPoint I've ever made uh, in my life. <laughs> and they said, okay, let's, we, you get an interview. We're going to talk to you. Right. And so I've done that a couple of times where you actually propose something beforehand or come in the interview with research ready, ideas ready. That will make you stand out for sure. Fantastic challenge. So listeners, as soon as you're, it's safe after this podcast, start to think about what you can do for a company as if you're a consultant and you're coming in to solve their problem and help them make money. Thank you so much. I'd like to ask you, how can people find out more about JobScan? How can they learn how to use this wonderful tool or how can they connect so that they can use this wonderful tool? Well, we're easy to find. Just Google JobScan. We're the first one uh, on Google or just go to jobscan.co or .com. It's actually .co, but we have .com domain name as well. <laughs> and uh, take a look and give it a try. You know, it's free to try and check out the report to see if it makes sense to you. We do also have a learning center. So you can actually just Google JobScan Learning Center that walks you through the basics of, of you know, how to find a job today. You know, we're very focused on job search in today's world that involves technology. So we have a lot of content built around that. Um, and that's very structured kind of educational content. And we also have a blog that gives you more up-to-date, more piecemeal information as it comes out. So lots of resources. We have a YouTube channel as well. Our search for jobs can on YouTube. There's a lot of webinars that we've hosted before with various recruiters, resume writers, uh, even job seekers. So lots of resources there too. And I've got to say, that's one of the things I really like about JobScan. You are all about helping people find jobs. You know, there's the JobScan tool, but I know I've um, listened to some of the YouTubes and some of the webinar pr presentations, and they've been very, very helpful and educational. That's when I learned about sort of the the target score for your resume. In other words, don't mm -hmm. beat yourself up if you're not at 98. 80, 80 is okay. And so for those of you that are out there thinking, oh, I don't want to be judged. You know, I don't want my resume judged by, um, you know, an AI system. Um, I encourage you to, to try it. It's, it's very friendly. Mm -hmm. Nice yes. comments. Yeah, nice and great company. Um, before we say goodbye, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I mean, job search is tough. You know, I understand it. It's uh, it's very painful sometimes, but I would just say, you know, look at it from a, as, as, as a sales process. You know, finding a job is a full-time job. And, uh, you know, don't give up and just keep trying and you're doing the right thing, listening to the show. For example, you're learning new, 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 learning new information. You're improving your skills in terms of job search. It's a, it's a real skill, you know, and, and, and you don't just know about how to find a job after working for so many years right you have to learn from scratch and it's fine you know everybody goes through the same thing um you will get that interview you will get that job you want it's a matter of persevering and keep trying and 
every time you try, you do something new, right? You iterate, you learn from the past and, and find all the tools out there. We're not the only tool out there. There's other tools. You're welcome to, of course, try and see which is better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And whichever one gets you the most result, that's the one you stick with, right? And one follow-up comment on what you said, many people work five or six years and then they jump back in the job market and it's all different. And so I think your encouragement to accept the fact it's a try, use lots of tools, get the, get the help you need so that you can start to um, apply effectively to, to jobs. Okay. Right. Especially- and the expectation is that you will get way more rejections than interviews, right? And having that expectation going in, I don't mind getting rejected, to be honest. You know, I... I you know, I, 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 even, I even was interviewing for fun, you know, sometimes. And, yeah. of course, depends on – it's for, for practice. Uh, ideally, not with real companies, with <laughs> peers. but uh, And the expectation of rejections is normal. You know, that's – if you expect the opposite, you might get pretty disappointed. Okay. But, yeah. Just Great advice. Um, multiple rejections before you get the offer. And – because it's a good match for you and a good match for the employer, then you want to wait for that um, that offer, that acceptance, and not worry about the rejections. So great, yes. great advice. Um, James, I want to thank you so much. Um, we have been trying to connect for several weeks. James is actually on the other side of the world for me. And so first, I'm grateful that the technology held, and I'm grateful that our, our schedules could, could match up. Um, for those of you that are listening, if you or someone is facing a job loss, I hope that you'll check out my book, Career Restart, Practical Advice for Surviving and Moving Forward After a Job Loss. It's available on Amazon. It's a quick read, and it starts with strategies for handling that layoff meeting and ends with strategies for transitioning to a new job. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or another platform that lets you rate our show, Please make comments. We are committed to bringing practical career advancing advice to you each week. One of the reasons I so aggressively stalked James is because every time we had a resume writer on sharing tips, they kept talking about job scan and I wanted you to know more about job job scan. So that's why he's here, which means that if you have an idea for a show, please let us know. We will go um, after a guest. Just a reminder that the five-second challenge is great to think about the value that you can bring to a company. And um, I just want to talk a little bit. Next week, our guest will be Jeff Seip. He's going to be talking about the science and psychology of interviewing. He's going to talk about that 85% of interviewing that is not answering questions. It's the, the preparation, the presentation, and all that. So if you followed our our lead, you'll use JobScan to get that interview, and then you'll listen to Jeff's tips so that you can turn that interview into a job offer. So until our next show, this is Lorraine Beeman. Encourage you to take care of your career because you are the only one qualified to do it. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week.